The AWS for Software Companies podcast, episode 22, Best Practices for Secure Data Management in the Cloud, with Thomas Hazel of Chaos Search, Yoav Rigev of Centra, Mike Price of ZeroFox, and moderated by Mark Terenzoni of AWS. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to AWS for Software Companies podcast, where we speak to software leaders around the world about their journeys to the cloud, overcoming obstacles, and the role that Amazon Web Services play in their success. Today, we share a panel discussion with executive leaders from Chaos Search, Centra, and ZeroFox, where we discuss some best practices for secure data management and compliance in the cloud. I think you know we all can tell that cloud security is evolving pretty quickly. Um, I see companies that are born in cloud and they you know embrace a lot of the native capabilities and solutions. But we also have many uh, companies that are formulated a lot of years on prem and, and are struggling to figure out how they translate their knowledge from on prem into the cloud. And they manage hybrid environments and they acquire companies and they're in other clouds or other places and they have to deal with multi cloud. So it can get complex pretty quickly. Um, but what I hear consistently from customers recently, that as of this year, is my data is just growing tremendously. You know, whether it's on-prem, whether it's in the cloud, you know, I feel like I should keep this information. I don't know how long, uh, but it's exponentially growing and it's costly. And how do I effectively make use of it um, without re without reducing my risk? And and how do I manage it correctly? Our CISO at Amazon, Steve Schmidt. Um, has a pretty big budget, um, and you know we have the benefit of having the platform. So we, so we store an awful lot of data. But even for us, it's it's massive, and it and it's continuing to grow. But he also believes strongly that um, look, the only source of truth is going to be in these audit logs that you collect and capture at the t at the time you need it the most. So there's always a trade-off and a balance. Um, we're in a unique position that uh, he's made the decision, we will keep these logs and we will keep them for a long time and, and we will invest in ability to access them because we never want to erode trust for our customers if there's ever a problem. Um, but a lot of companies that I talk to struggle with this. Um, and you know, they, you know, they have solutions that take all of their data in and uh, they tend to have to make decisions on how much based on the source and the voluminous of that source and they um, have to make decisions on not bringing sources in just from budgetary standpoints. Um, I, one of the reasons we built uh, Security Lake was to help reduce the costs of having to take the logs and help fund the development of solutions on top of it, that don't require necessarily ingesting it all in, but maybe even virtually indexing it or querying at rest and things of that nature. Um, I don't know if it's the full solution. We're early in our days, but uh, we're trying to help solve for that problem. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you're hearing it from your customers and how you are building your solutions to reduce and, and really filter that data to the most important things that customers should care about versus all of it. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I think in our case, there, there are a few interesting factors here. So, um, you know, we, we maintain the cyber intelligence data lake. We have a lot of data that we store and we make available to our customers. Part of it is sort of a passive monitoring and alerting uh, platform that we've got. We also have a search interface that our customers can use to search for 
indicators of compromise and things like this. And um, over the last few years, the size of this data has grown a lot. Um, and there, there, there have, have been a few things that we've had to deal with. We're a, a small public, public, publicly traded company at this point, and you know, margins and, and budgets and all that good stuff are, are always on our mind. So on the one hand, there's a financial plan that's available to everybody and that constrains our, how we approach our storage. For, you know, that's probably one of the biggest factors is this is what we've got to spend. And so we have engineering resources that are doing work and we have them moving the product's capabilities forward until we're getting close to that budget number. And then we shift folks to tamp down the cost and then we go back to um, maturing product capabilities. So that's a big uh, factor in how we handle the growth of our storage. And then, um, you know, beyond that, um, part of the challenge too is acquisitions. We've acquired companies and they've brought their own stacks in. And then past that, you know, storage solutions that address the specific problems that we have. So we have a big, uh, if, if the nature of our data is to relate all of the cyber threats in the world, we need some graph storage. We need, you know, some uh, scalable relational database uh, solutions. We need uh, some NoSQL stuff that can, you know, where we can get data in and out quickly. And not every provider has a, a solution at, at the time we need it that's good enough for what we need to do. So, you know, over the course of time with all that stuff going on, you do certainly end up with the patchwork. So, you know, it's just something you have to manage. Yeah, so I'm not sure I have a, a good answer for that, but I just want to add a complexity a little bit that about the compliance. Many organizations have a lot of logs, but uh, many times there's a pros and cons because there's a sensitive data in the logs and there is a, uh, the wrong access. By the way, also the retention. We just, uh, if you read about the last event of uh, the issue that Microsoft had, uh, so they couldn't find uh, the timeline many other things with the storm, the Chinese group, because they delete the logs. And uh, um, so even them, they, they can't save all that log. And it's very hard to get the answers when you need it during an IR incident and response timing and so on. So it's a huge problem. Many organizations, as I, they, when I talk with them, they talk about uh, they have a compliance issue. So they need to uh, save it. But from the other side, there's too much and it's very hard to aggregate everything. So I think, yeah, the, 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 the near future, maybe a little bit later, it's about like a security lake, such kind of uh, places that you can really aggregate and understand and save what you need. Because for now, I think it's too much. And many times when you need it, you can't get the answer. That's a problem. You pay a lot of money to save it. Uh, uh, you have uh, many problems with the compliance and at the end you can't use it. And we can see it almost every other day. So it's a problem. I'm not sure these days we have a good solution for that. Thomas per is going to tell us about setup, huh? Maybe you can solve everything. So, you know, that That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, solutions. That, that conflict. Uh, it's you choose what to store and what not to store and you put yourself at risk. Um, we took an architectural approach that you can cost effectively store everything and, and do it at a scale that uh, doesn't break the bank. Our, I'll say not our number one, but about our number one um, reason why customers come to us is at scale analytics for all your log and event and event needs. Um, you know, standard technology, standard databases weren't designed for these type of scales and machine generated it's getting bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, imagine if you had to do some forensics, um, you know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, it's gone. We have customers that do some heavy forensics during the day when something's happening, but they can't get to all of them. And so if your logs wrap, now you can't debug that. Uh, we had one 
uh, customer that wanted to debug something. Um, they had you know, hundreds and hundreds of terabytes of logs, but they couldn't debug it. They used our product and they found the problem within an hour. So to me, um, focus on you know, data lake philosophy, uh, stream all your data, because you're going to need it. And the day that you have to go to your CEO and said, well, we deleted that, you know, that's, that's, that's a tough No one deleted data. Yeah, um, and, and you know, at that raw level, storage is relatively cheap. The volumes are still high. Uh, I, I do like this idea because I think the world is evolving where majority of the data in the security operations focus is you know, within that 30 days or maybe even less, maybe even seven days for some customers where you're relevantly doing hot queries and hot services and you have most of your analysts living but there's always that time uh, you know, that you describe where you gotta go back in time and boy, if you don't have the information, it becomes really hard. There's an interesting aspect here that I think technology can help solve, right? Where you know, maybe you know, the incidents themselves or the findings that are generated on potential incidents start to pull the data they need automatically when they get to a critical state, right? You know, evolving and bringing information back and, and bringing that context to the analysts um, in an automatic way. I think there's some LLM aspect in here. I don't, I don't know of anyone who's doing this right now, so just, uh, just to be clear, but I hear it a lot from customers. They'd love to hear some capabilities around that. Um, I'm gonna switch a little bit to the pr people problem. How are you guys all thinking about um, solving that problem for your customers, right? You're, you've got solutions in market, you're competing against other solutions in market. Um, you're, you're, it's an ecosystem, you have to fit in. You know, what are you doing to make sure that your solution brings the most information with the least amount of overhead and friction for your customers? Is it a problem? And what are you doing about it? Uh, sure, sure. In, in our case, I mean, fundamentally, we're trying to help customers um, identify people that are out there on the broad internet har harming their assets, their interests, I guess you could say. And so, you know, as we're collecting data and information from uh, thousands of different sources. We process it. We analyze it. W one of the you know the, the big work products of our of our platform is an alert, like some other platforms that are out there. And so those alerts do need to go to customers. And um, you know somebody's going to be doing the triage work there. And it, it is difficult as you broaden support for tens or hundreds or thousands of different you know sort of niche use cases to fully automate all of that. And so. Uh, early on in our company's life, you know, we were full automation and um, all of our competitors were full autom automation and we all ended up with one form of a managed service or another to help uh, triage and deliver the service to our customers. So um, for the type of product that we are, uh, it seems to be that security uh, organizations prefer to have a managed service deliver the turnkey solution from, you know, collection through to a response and everything in between. And that's how we've managed to do that. We spend a lot of time with our internal managed service um, helping to improve their productivity. So there's a whole you know, uh, effort behind the scenes automating our team so that we can keep that sort of as flat and productive as possible. That's a benefit, I think, for your business because you get that real-time feedback. I imagine your internal you know, MSSP service will tell you when something's not as efficient as it should be. And, a, a lot of labeled yeah. data, for example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say security since the day I started the company has been throughout everything. We're building a product for security-minded companies and security use cases, as well as hiring people that are from this world to help build us a product. I mean, every day, um, you know, we talk security. Um, we were early on, did SOC 2 early. Um, we have our customers own their own data. Um, we use our service 
to manage our service. So we have a you know embedded version as well as a SaaS offering, and we use our product to monitor our events and logs. And so um, you know, it, security is every day, every conversation. It seems like, um, and so. Uh, um, if you're not thinking about it, you know, you're probably, you're probably in trouble in the dark. Yeah, yeah it, it's really hard. I, I've seen it's really hard to get um, feedback from customers, especially in security, right? Because first of all, they don't like to obviously talk about certain events that, that are happening. Um, they keep that pretty close lip, but um, usually they'll tell you when you're way off, but the nuance of, hey, you know, maybe, you know, we saw one in five things that were not, you know, quite valuable, it's noise to them, so they don't spend a lot of time on that. Um, let's talk a little bit. I know the whole purpose of our conversation was around, you know, emerging, you know, cloud security opportunities. But our customers, you know, unless they're really truly born in cloud, they they still have laptops. They still have things outside uh, that are threat vectors for cloud workloads. Um, how do you think about? the hybrid and multi-cloud, and does it come up? Is it important from your customers to hear that? I, I know I hear it more and more, um, and probably didn't hear it so much two years ago. I heard, you know, worry about AWS, don't worry about anything else, and now it's, well, you know, we don't have time to have 10 tools. We have 80% of our solution with you guys. Can't you guys expand and go beyond that? So I'd love to hear what you're hearing from your customers and how you're thinking about those workloads that exist everywhere. Sure. Uh, you, you know, in our case, we're not strictly a cloud security product, and so we're not exclusively focused, focused for example, on plugging into an Amazon or some of the other platforms. The expectation from our customers is kind of a high bar, which is that we'll find all the bad stuff everywhere proactively. And so, you know, from, from the very beginning for us, we've, we've had to implement, you know, what you might call a, a collection management strategy or an overall strategy to be to, to know where we need to be, to, to know where we need to be collecting data and information from and bringing it in for analysis, alerting and then the response side of the equation. So, I mean, I, th I think there, there, you know, cloud in terms of all of the stuff that's off your own infrastructure, all the third party systems that a business would rely upon these days um, is a big problem that a lot of companies have. And, you know, just a couple more thoughts on that are, from my conversations, you know, CISOs that are uh, managing security for meaningfully sized companies don't know what their assets are in the first place. So a big problem they have is figuring out what they're even responsible for defending, you know, and then from there, getting some sort of handle on it, whether those are cloud systems or other other third-party platforms. So I, I hear this almost every customer I talk to um, is, you know, they don't they have no handle on what they're running. I had a dinner with the CISO about a month ago, and I I went in and looked and said, oh, well, he's running 10,000 EKS clusters, but he doesn't have any of our security turned on. And I asked him about it, figuring he was using a third party, and he said, what are you talking about? We're not running 10,000 EKS clusters. and called me back the next day and said, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> you know, this, this is not an uncommon thing. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's a, it's, a, it's an interesting challenge and it's a hard problem to solve for, especially in the cloud where things are pretty ephemeral. Yeah, yeah I, I think that at the end, integration is the right word to use. There is no one size fits all. And if you want the best solutions for different parts of your needs, you need, to, you need many tools. That's way of life if you have a lot of technology and you want to leverage it and you want to be to, to, be, to do better and so on so yes however and I believe this is way of life these days is to integrate everything very smooth so at the end the customer he sometimes it should be behind the scenes and he can see like nothing I told to my um, UI engineers I'm sorry to tell you but my vision is to have a, a product without a UI. 
because I really want to, uh, that my customers will consume the data whenever they want. And they don't... And however need, they want. Exactly, and they don't need to use my platform to consume it. But I'll do the best to, do, to find the data, to classify, to find the risk, and so on. But sometimes they want the information there, sometimes there, and it should be very easy and very smooth for them. I think that's the way to solve the problem, uh, this problem, uh, and we'll see more and more solutions that work together from the beginning. And, and by the way, the AWS as an example, it's a, good, it's a good example that all of us uh, have a great integration because the customer needs it and it's part of the process. They, they don't buy and don't use our uh, solutions without a very good integration. And I think I feel more work on your side, though, right? You've got to do multiple integrations. There's no standard. Absolutely, you know, yeah. and, and 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 standards are coming every time for a new way. By the way, again, Secure Lake it's a great thing, a great example for a standard for such kind of solution. Well, I can't speak for our customers and the trials and tribulations they have in security. Uh, I can speak for us. Um, we have customers that either have gone to the cloud for the first time or in the cloud. Um, we don't deal with much on-prem, although I know we get pulled all the time, like, hey, can you run the, the service over there? Uh, we took a very SaaS approach to our company. Everyone has laptops that are standard, they have all security uh, aspects, and we monitor our cloud services uh, and use our service to, to monitor it. So um, every device, every user, every service we have, we look at um, their security model, we audit it ourselves. Um, you know, when you have a lot of um, local data, um, that scares me. When, uh, obviously I believe in a centralized you know, viewpoint, um, and we centralize it in, in Amazon, and so we audit the whole process, we cloud trail everything to see what's going on. So um, I have been in big organizations and uh, you know, it's a little scary, but uh, you know, um, I, I'm not sure what they do, to be honest. Uh, I think they're always at risk, and then when they get caught, we all find out about it. Yeah. Well, I want, to thank, uh, I want to thank the panelists. You guys did a great job and not too controversial. I always like a little controversy up here, but thank you very much, and thank you as an audience. Thanks again for listening to the AWS for Software Companies podcast. For more conversations with global software leaders, subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app of choice. And please feel free to share these episodes on LinkedIn or other social media. Thanks again for listening.